Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Daughters Without Moms podcast. With Valentine's Day this week, I wanted to talk about love. Can you have a happily ever after once you've experienced a significant loss? How do you love after loss? This first segment is from a live that I did on Instagram in January of 2021. I believe that grief can affect your ability to receive love. When you get hurt, I believe sometimes you shut yourself off and you don't allow yourself to um, receive love in the same way as you did before you experienced a loss. And I believe that you can only give and receive love from the same container. So if you've closed yourself off and made your container smaller, that's the same container that you'll be able to give love from. Um, and humans, we I talked about this yesterday, we are made for connection. We are made for back and forth. We are made for giving and receiving love. And yeah, there's a risk with that. There absolutely is a risk with that. And when you experience loss, you get hurt. And so I think that that affects your ability to allow yourself to receive love. When um, I the, the podcast, my kickoff podcast with, with Yvonne was published and in her podcast, she talks about how she was still jealous of stories she hears about others and their moms and that it still stabs her that she feels that pain because she's jealous that she never had that love. Earlier this summer, I shared a video on the Daughters Without Moms um, site uh, we had been in South Carolina to visit with friends after we dropped our daughter off in, at the University of South Carolina. And these were people who took care of me when I was in high school, which is a real um, special time when you're growing up. And so I got back to our VRBO with my husband. And I just lost it um, that I was sad because those people let make me feel unconditional love because they loved me at a time when they didn't have to. And they took me in and just gave me, showered me with love. So when I was there with them, it feels like being home um, because that was a special part of my growing up years. And so I also too feel that need, that loss of unconditional love. So love is extremely important to the uh, journey with grief. And actually, I see that my kids are on here now and my nephew and the, the tattoo that they just got with my sister's handwriting says, with all my love. It just became real apparent at the end of her journey how important love is. You know, in, in this whole crazy world with everything that's going on, love is just is just what can sustain you through some really, really difficult times. So even though grief makes you want to put a wall up and perhaps protect yourself from receiving love because you're hurt. It's what you need. It's what we all need. As I was preparing for this podcast, I came across this post shared by a son without a dad. Life is long until it isn't. At 11 years old, at the height of my invincibility, my father died of leukemia. Living on borrowed time changed my dad. Realizing you're mortal will do that. The cancer was a forcing function to prioritize his life and the things he held dear. Not a day goes by when I don't wish for just five minutes with him, just to hear his laugh or be melted by his smile. I hate 
the cancer that robbed him the opportunity to hold his grandchildren, shake my hand at my high school graduation, or dance with my beautiful mother and radiant wife on my wedding day. But after hate is hope. His cancer taught me a valuable lesson about my invincibility. It doesn't exist. Acknowledging my mortality and that my time on this earth is finite makes me a more intentional father, husband, brother, son, friend, and teammate. It also allows me to honor my father's life and legacy. My hope is that you can find hope after hate. I thought that was such an awesome writing. And also, loss can happen without death. This is me talking now. I'm not reading the post anymore. (laughs) We've all lost things during the pandemic. Jobs, vacations, graduations, wedding plans. Relationships have been broken over differing opinions and vaccination statuses. How do you allow yourself to love and be loved again? Unfortunately, I think our Western culture has provided us with an incorrect blueprint of love, happiness, and success. We are given Disney princess movies that provide an example of a wonderful prince riding on in on a white horse, saving the princess, and then they live happily ever after. After we experience loss, we are given one to two days to say goodbye, and then everything else, everyone else expects things to go back to normal. There is no more back to normal for you. Your world has completely changed. What was normal before is no longer available to you. But the world continues to spin at a time when our world has completely stopped. So are you destined for a world of happily never after? I don't think so. But it's not easy. And you will have to do a lot of it on your own. Because we live in a culture that does not provide great grief support and acceptance. Even though loss is a part of life, we will all experience it. But we are told things like, well, everything happens for a reason. And they wouldn't want you to be unhappy. And all kinds of other platitudes that just add to our isolation, loss, and loneliness. But you need love. You need to still give and receive love. You need to have ways to fill and expand that container that I spoke about earlier. This is the hard part. And this is where we have not been provided the tools necessary to help process our grief. In fact, I think all we've been giving are things that show us how not to process our grief and learn to live with it. Because you do have to live with it. It is not a problem that will be solved with a quick fix. First, sharing our stories is essential in processing our grief. And this goes against all of the cultural norms of just be polite and everything is fine. This is not healthy, emotionally or physically. Each grief journey is different and deserves to be heard and affirmed. Many times when we do share our stories, and it makes others uncomfortable, we see their discomfort and so we shut down and continue to close off. Then we make stories up in our head about how other people must also be perceiving us. Then the merry-go-round starts and just continues to go around and around and around. Stop making stories up in your head. Just because you think or believe something doesn't mean it's true. 
So here is my challenge to you. Do you want to still have times of joy and contentment? Or do you want to continue to live in your head with those thoughts swirling around, creating a tornado of feelings and confusing confusion? To learn how to live with your grief, you need to name it, share it, acknowledge its existence. You can find people to do that with. Right here in the Daughters Without Moms community are people who understand what you are feeling and can provide a safe space to share. You have to use tenacity and determination to decipher what are the thoughts in your head that are true and which are just feelings, which are just stories. What do you want to continue to believe? What can you let go of? All of these tools help you grow with your grief. This is where the change happens. And this is not something we've been taught. This journey involves progress, not perfection. Stop chasing perfection. Stop using society's yardstick of success. Identify your own definition of success. Pursue what works for you. As I read in the Sun Without a Dad's post, Acknowledging our own mortality allows us to live with more intention. What is your intention? What brings you joy? Because honestly, a lot of times I don't even like the word happiness. We've been provided a quick fix for all of the things that society says, all of the things that society says will bring you happiness. Earn more money, lose five pounds, drive a fancy car, blah, blah, blah. That will leave you with holes in your life. And you are the only one that can find what fills the holes in your life. We all have them. I want to read a quote that I published last year as well. If you choose to remain unchanged, you will be presented with the same challenges, the same routine, the same storms, and the same situations. Until you learn from them, until you love yourself enough to say no more, until you choose change. Choose to grow or choose to remain. What will you choose? Are you chasing the ever after or the never after? If you liked this episode or you are a fan of the show, the best way to support it is to share it on social media and with your family and friends. For more of my thoughts on the grief journey, please visit my website, www.yourgriefjourney.com. As always, remember, we can use grace, grit, and gratitude to grow with our grief.